0: So you want to rock an aesthetics career?
1: Yes, please.
0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Illuminating the Path, where you'll get your weekly shot of real career direction and maybe a little tea. I'm Patty. For us to here, coming straight to you from the world's beauty mecca, L.A. Baby. Illuminating the path starts now. Let's go. go, go. Hey guys, welcome back. We are going through so many little details for you guys. And it's always so great to hear from experienced providers because that is what this business is all about is learning from your peers, learning from folks that have been there, done that, understand that the struggle is real. And there's just so much to this business, to mastering this business, to really knowing what you're doing in this business. And this week we've got Janelle Brown with us, who is such a delight with just the way she presents information online and on her social channels. And it's just always just so positive and has such really good foundational, practical information for the viewer. Um, I I, just, I love I love her approach and I love just how, first of all, how naturally beautiful she is. If you're not following her, we'll give you some details on how to follow her here at the end, but you just, will just be so delighted about how she approaches this aesthetics space and the things that we do every day. Welcome, Janelle. We're so excited to be talking with you.
1: Thank you, guys, so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Marissa, welcome back. I think you're on the phone, right? <laughs> on the you're in the car.
1: Yeah, I my daughter from
2: school, so she's <laughs> here, little girl, it. <laughs>
0: Never ends, never ends. So tell us a little bit about what you're up to, Janelle. We're so excited to hear
1: all about it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Janelle. Um, I'm a cosmetic nurse practitioner. I practice in Los Angeles. Um, Santa Monica. I've been in my own space for like a year and a half now. And um, I've been practicing injecting since 2013. Um, I love it. I see really like, I just see a very diverse group of patients from all over the world. I get most of my patients from social media, which is really fun. Um, Right now I've been, I've been in this for a while. I have a lot of new or aspiring injectors like reaching out to me. And so I finally was like, this is time to make sure I'm like investing in helping new inspiring injectors like get in the space because it's just growing and, and there's like enough room for all of us really.
0: There really is. And I am excited to hear that you are deciding to pay it forward because I feel like not enough nurses are doing that. There's a big need and, you know, everybody wants to get into med spa. Everybody wants to learn all about it, but there is just not enough really good quality people to share, you know, how you do it right. So what are some of the things that you're experiencing from the folks that are, what are you learning
1: about from the folks that are reaching out to you? Um most of it's like they just don't know where to begin. Yeah. How do they get in? What should they learn first? What trainings to take? That's what I hear pretty consistently. Um it's just like how do I do this? Or and the other thing is I I treat a lot of nurses and healthcare providers and they're like I'm already in a pretty good situation like should I do aesthetics or how do I transition into that? Should I do it on the side? Should I dive all the way in? You know, so Some of that. And I I do hear a lot of burnout where people are like, aesthetics looks fun. So, oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We do hear a lot about that too. I mean, it's, it's a tough world to be, especially after this pandemic to be on the hospital side or clinical side um, when you're dealing with like life it's emergency situations. We've had a lot of people during this time reach out to just learn how to, how to get their foot in the door. Are you finding that, um, the classes out there, um, are getting better and it's getting a little bit more, you know,
1: I guess, practical in that, in that respect? I think so. I mean, I think there's a lot of options for, for people. It's just finding, um, who they want to learn from and why they're going to somebody. I think that's important. And what they want to do. Do they want to specialize in something? Do they want to kind of be generalist and like do lasers and just have their hands in everything? Mm -hmm. Um, But I do find that there's like a lot out there. I think it's kind of combing through and figuring out what's going to work best for them.
0: And I love your business model. So one of the things that we talk to folks with all types of business models, and that's the beauty of the space is that you can be a solo provider. You can be a part of a team. You can lead a team. You can own a big med spa. You can have a tiny med spa. It doesn't really matter as far as, you know, how you position yourself in the form of size, it matters about how your personal branding really comes through and how people respect your work. And so that's one of the things that drew us to you is that you're not some big mega operation with multiple locations and all of that, yet your clients and your schedule and you're, you're, you're operating, you know, as a solopreneur, how, how do you like that? How, do you have any
1: suggestions on how someone can do that? Yeah, so that stemmed like during pandemic, um, I had my second child. We were also fostering twins at that time, so we had like four kids in our house. Oh um, and I was like, "What do I want?" Like, I I go to clinic now, um, but like, what do I want? Like, what do I want to like make sure my what experience do I want my patients to have, and how can I also like do the patient thing, but make sure I can be there for my family of four, or, you know, four kids at that point. And so taking a step back and being like, okay, let me figure out my own schedule. That that was like what stemmed it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now I work about nine shifts a month. I see patients like nine to three. I have two medical assistants. I mean, when we're in clinic, we are like, we're flying back. But before I see the patients in clinic, what I do at home on these days that I'm not You know, in clinic, I am like pre-consulting all my patients. So I meet with everybody virtually. We go over questions, goals, like how to prep um, for their treatments, what to expect for their treatments. So I really have like some good face-to-face time with them before they come in. I find my patients are like really ready to like do their treatment when they're when they're in. They've taken the Arnica, they've stopped the blood thinners, they know what to expect. You know, I can't do a full face assessment on camera, but I say, when I get in person, like, I'll be able to look at all the details, but here's kind of how we're going to approach your treatment plan. We're going to do this in this many sessions. I'm going to see you back in two months and then we're going to do this. So we like develop a plan. We just start that relationship from before I even meet them in person. Mm -hmm. I find it's nice. I've also built out like a lot of the things that we say in clinic to our patients, just about treatments, what to do after. Um, what's normal, what's not normal. I've made videos on all of those things. Mm -hmm. And then I send those videos to the patient. So I'm like, I'm going to talk to you now. I want you to watch these videos before you come in. I want you to watch these videos after you come in. And then when you come in clinic, I'm going to say it again. So it's really just trying to give them that experience where it's not just like me in and out of the office. Yes. Um, And I found that it's like worked well. It kind of started from like wearing a mask and like, headgear and all that stuff in 2020 that I was like, they can't even see my face. They don't know who I am. So that's why I started like really promoting like educational videos online. And then it's been very useful.
0: I love that approach. So you're doing a lot of pre, um, pre-prep and then also post-care instructions and everything just really quick. Do you have like a library set up that you just send out to everyone? Yes. That's so, so good. And so how, um, How, how much more efficient does that make your day? I imagine pretty, pretty efficient. I mean, the
1: patients they've already, they already know, they know the answers to like the basics where I used to feel like I would be, you know, in clinic before I could have a full day of consults. And I don't know if I'm going to see if I'm going to make any money that day. Like everybody could be like, Oh, I remember people like I have my wedding in two weeks. I can't do it. Or, Oh, I didn't know I could bruise or I'm not ready for that financially. So now, you know, meeting with them prior to them coming in, it gives them their time. I'm like, there's no rush. Don't come. You don't have to come today, tomorrow. Like come when you're ready, but I want you to be ready and like know what to expect. So when they come, they're like, oh, I know I can bruise. I've been on my Arnica. I have nothing planned for three weeks. It's helpful. It's helpful to me. There's less pressure to try to be like, don't
2: bruise me. You know, all of that. Right. Janelle, I have a question, Janelle. Janelle, sorry. Um <laughs> who's charge for your consultations and what are your thoughts on charging for those consults? And then if let's say, you know, they decide not to do the treatment, then it's sort of, you know, time wasted. Cause I, I hear different things. I personally don't charge for consults, um, but we usually set aside a 45 minute appointment for our patients. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: So I used to not charge for virtual consults and I, and so I get a lot of my my patients from social media. So like I said, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, people, I have people flying in every single day and it's because of dang social media, which like blows my mind. Um, what I would find is if I had a video go like mini viral, all my consult times would be booked up and then maybe half of them would come. So then I'd be kind of like sitting and waiting like, oh, is this one going to come on or not? Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. The ones that came on was great. The other ones it just kind of like wasted my time. Um, mm-hmm. I met like somebody was like implement a consult fee and apply it towards their treatment. So I do $50 and it has worked really well. Like people show up and like they're, they're, they there. They're, mm-hmm. And I can see, yeah. like, I can see online. Sometimes they, uh, they like are going to schedule a consult and then maybe it gets to the credit card thing and they stop but it's okay. I'm like, you don't have to do it now. If you're not ready, that's totally fine. But, you know, I have their information. If they want to reach out, they have mine. Um, So yeah, I do a $50 consult for virtuals. And then that goes towards their treatment. And then I tell them in person, we're going to keep this conversation going and like really assess. But I kind of give them like an overview of what things we may be touching on in there, like maybe treating that day
0: love that mm-hmm. love that cuz it really sets a it also sets a tone for you know your your time is valuable and you need to you know respect your time they need to respect your time it's a full on you know level of just just good understanding and just not no stress i mean that's really where the stress comes in, right. Is when there's like, I didn't know that you were going to, you know, it, it all these, I'm sure that we've, we can go on for days for like drama situations. Um, <laughs> so what are some of the challenges of working independently at versus working in a clinic? Um, I oh, will
1: say, any? Oh, sorry. Did I miss something? No, no I think, sorry, you know is... that go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like it's, it's really great because I can make my schedule how I want it to, which I love, but it's also like, I feel like I'm always kind of thinking about, you know, my business. Mm-hmm. So for me, since I get so many patients from social media, I'm like, shoot, I gotta make a video. Like in the videos, I, I can do them fairly quickly now because I'm just used to it, but it is kind of like, oh shoot. Like I need to like stay on top of that because that's, I mean, I don't do any marketing. Like I don't have to pay for anything. I just have to, to post. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes I was like, oh, you have to engage. I, I don't even get to do all the engagement because it gets to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any like social media manager, so it's just me. Maybe I could do that, but I don't know. I've just, I've just been doing it. So I think that ta- it does take a lot of time, even on my days off, just because I'm prepping to make sure my clinic days are efficient. Like right. I, I want them I'm, I'm not showing up to clinic to like see two patients because I drive far to work, Like my days need to be like very well thought out and planned. And so Mm -hmm. it's like working with my medical assistants, making sure they're healthy, making sure they can show up, making sure our schedule is right, making sure all the patients, you know, have all their stuff together and are prepped and ready for treatment. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more into it where I feel like before I would just show up to clinic. I'm like, I get what I get. I don't know what it is. I don't know who these patients are. Like it could be a great day and I could be very productive or I could make nothing today it was just kind of like up in the air, but I yeah. like, I really liked both situations. I, was, I have enjoyed both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've definitely got some good systems in place. And I really love the fact that you're being so um diligent about making sure that you're just, everybody's got, everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. Everyone's got their check Points all along the way. And they're also like preparing for the day in a way that's very proactive. I feel like in med spa, especially, we've kind of all sat in a comfortable space. I want to say probably the last 10 years where it's been such a high demand that it's very common for nurses to come in and they're like, okay, what's on my schedule? I don't even know. I just looked at it last (laughs) night for the first time. And then they're just kind of like floating through the day. And, you know, as you know, managers were all like, well, did you audit your schedule before you came in? Did you talk, you know, did you maybe send some correspondence to your patient? Do you have some, and nine times out of 10, it's a no. I just, I looked at it last night or I looked at it yesterday and it's just very much about like a reactive kind of approach versus a proactive approach. So I love that you're taking more of that initiative and that you, you've set that bar high because I feel like that is the name of the game. It's a relationship business, right?
1: Yes. I, I mean, seriously, once I started doing that, it was, it was really with my transition, it made my day so much more efficient. And like, I'm out producing what I used to do, like two, three times.
0: Absolutely. As yeah, as just because I'm like doing those little
1: thing things. Thing yeah. 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 I mean, it, t- it definitely takes time, but it's also like my, my team is really trained. I'm like, guys, I'm, we're not having three lip flips today. Like, what, what is that? That's like, like, that's just not, not saying that's like a non-priority, but it takes a lot of time and I'm like clinic time and room time to like see these things. And I still, if I'm going to drive that far to clinic, we need to make sure we're like hitting our, our marks. And so, but the team is, my team is great. Um, like I said, two medical assistants and we just, we just stay on it. You tell it. That's amazing.
0: And so now when it came down to getting your NP license and going through that, how, tell us a little bit about how, what you had to go through to like
1: juggle all of it. So I was always like planning to do my nurse practitioner when I finished undergrad. Aesthetics was not in the business mind at all. Like I didn't know anything about, like that was not, that was the furthest thing from my mind. I didn't even know what that was. Um I went to to want to be a family nurse practitioner which I am and so I went from my my undergrad I finished at Stanford and then I went to Duke for my nursing my bachelor's and that was like a an accelerated bachelor's program and then I went directly from that into my master's program my during my master's program I was working as an RN and like a level one trauma center um and that was wonderful. That was great. I learned a ton. I really liked that. Then when I finished my nurse practitioner degree, my husband and I moved to LA for his residency. Somebody, I was looking for a job in the ER. I met a nurse and she's like, I'm going to have jobs in a few months. I'm going to call you back. And then she called me to come to her, like a med school she works at. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, no, it's really cool. This was in 2013. She's like, you know, the industry is growing. A lot of people want to get in this space. I was like, okay, but I don't, I, I've never done this. Like, I want to put needles in someone's face. Like, I don't even know. I didn't wear makeup. Like, I didn't know anything about, like, how to study beauty and aesthetics. And she's like, we'll, we'll show you. And you'll have to, like, invest in your own trainings, too. And I kind of took the job, like, just so I could get in with her. So I could be in the ER in a few months. Um, but then once I started and was, like, shadowing, I just loved it. I really saw the human side of it. I was seeing like, I thought it was going to be like, I don't know what I saw on TV and people look overdone and super plastic. So that's what what I was thinking Botox was. And then it was just like regular, regular women, regular men. I was like, oh, I wouldn't know they got treatments like this. And they were saying their stories about how they feel more confident or they don't want to, you know, they're the oldest in the office, but, or they don't look as They don't look on the outside how they feel on the inside. And so it was just like the human side of it. Mm -hmm. And I was doing this part-time as I was doing family medicine part-time. And I just really enjoyed it. Then I had my first son and I kept doing the family medicine thing for a very short time after. And I was like, if I'm taking time away from my my family, it needs to be doing something that I love. And like, what do I love? And it was aesthetics. Mm -hmm. And so then I dropped family. And then I just like went all in on aesthetics and, and like a ton of training, t- like I went and I worked at another, another meds, or it was like a practice, another meds ball practice. So I could just like be hands in all the time. Um, but that's how it like came to, I did not know anything about this before <laughs>
0: Yeah. And you're also doing some really fun stuff. I mean, we're always at our clinic, um, noses are off limits. Um, and we barely touch under eye because, you know, that can be a little tricky with filler. Um, but you're kind of navigating those like all day.
1: I do those a lot. Um, one of the, one of the doctors I used to work with Dr. Rifkin, we did a lot in our office. And so I learned it there. Um, I think a big thing. So when I do eyes and I do noses, those are two treatment areas. I tell every patient, like I do this in two sessions, like this is going to lay the foundation. I need to be able to reassess once this settles, we can build on the foundation. I'm not getting your home run in one set. Like I, I very much try to lay out patient expectations, super clear from the beginning for anything. So they just know. So patients just don't think, Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have this like surgical result. Like I am super clear about what I think will work and what I and won't work, and just so they know. And then I find when I lay that out, patients are like happy. They're like they don't have some unreal unrealistic expectation of something like I just can't achieve. Like oh, I I want the dark gone. I, I can't get the dark gone. <laughs> I just won't be able to. I don't know anything. If I knew something to take away dark, I would. But here's what I expect. Um, or your nose, like, I want my nose pinched in. I can't do that. Like, that's going to be a surgical thing. Here's what I think we can do. Does this work for you? If you're happy with this, then this is how we'll proceed. If you want something more dramatic, then let's let's try to find you another option. I mm-hmm. think that once I started learning how to manage expectations of patients, my, like, just everything was better. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so much yeah,
2: lay that out. That, that was a mistake I made when I first started out, just not really knowing what I was doing and what the end result was going to look like and promising them the world. And then they come back and they're disappointed. I remember one of the first patients that I treated, she had really deep smoker lines and she wanted them gone for her daughter's wedding. And I told her that one syringe was going to be fine. And she came back and it just was not enough. And she was in tears and like, it was just awful. <laughs> so that was just one get that. So that expectation. Of the smoker very very deep smoker lines they're just they're not going to go possibly away even with two syringes of filler
1: yeah so I tell them that I'm like I'm going to do the best I can but and, and and then they get it and then they don't complain and they understand I have found that has saved me because especially younger way in my career when I didn't know and I was just like you need one syringe like can you put it here 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 I'm like yes I can and then there's yeah. like no difference and then they're mad at me because they spent eight hundred dollars and I'm like I don't really see a difference either. Like I'm mad at myself, but I didn't know how to like, I didn't know what I was doing really.
0: Yeah. Well, that's how, that's why that's how we learn. Absolutely. (laughs) So how are the, what about the trends coming down the pike? What are you seeing that's going to be up and
1: coming and hot to learn? What I really hope and like think I'm going to see, and I feel like we're already starting to see some is just like from the companies, maybe investing more into, um, into like tr- like diverse groups. So women and men of color, LGBTQ like groups, and like, what are your needs? How are we meeting them? How are we not meeting them? Like doing the research there because they do feel like there's some groups that have been underserved um, and that like want aesthetic treatments and want to be seen, but maybe we just don't know what their concerns are. Because I mean, I treat a lot of black and brown women And I can't put like, I can put Volbella in the lips, but it won't really do anything. So like Mm. figuring out what those wants and desires needs are and trying to meet them, maybe trying to tailor products, treatments, um, devices more towards, you know, these other groups that have maybe, like I said, needs that aren't being met. So that's what I think is gonna be happening. and yeah, we'll see. I've seen, you know, I can even see some of the stuff trending from just the companies and like the marketing that's coming yes. out. But yeah. um, we'll I was see about to
0: it. say that we're seeing that more and more. Marissa, you actually have a a group that you um, started, Skin of Color, and it is. Do you want to share a little bit about what you're seeing as well? Because I do see, I do see a lot of those trends.
2: Yeah. yeah, I actually started with a colleague of mine. Her name's Jacqueline, Dr. Jacqueline Halpin. Uh, we met at AMSPA last year, so a year ago this month, and we realized there that there just really wasn't any talk on like lasers for darker skin types. And I'm Hispanic. My husband is Nigerian. My kids are biracial. I see a lot of Hispanic and Asian clients, patients. So I just realized that there's really just not enough education out there. So we started an Instagram page we submitted an abstract and it was published in the Plastic and Aesthetic Nursing Journal uh, for January and March for this quarter. So we were really excited about that. And the topic was uh, treating skin of color with microneedling lasers and peels. And we're currently working on an online course. So that's in the works, but yeah, I agree. I just, there needs to be more inclusivity. There needs to be more, it needs to be talked about more in the aesthetic industry. There's really just a lack of training overall. Or how to assess even um, cultural considerations, you know, the one to one ratio, um, or the one to one ratio is more acceptable, usually for some ethnicities, it's not always going to be that golden ratio of that one to 1.6. So uh, I agree with you, I, I'm excited that, you know, you feel the same way.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's, I mean, I can say it because this is who I see, like, all day in my clinic and they will come from everywhere, not just in the U S. Like people will fly from other countries. Mm. And that's just like, like this, that's, that's sad. I mean, I'm very thankful that they come, but I'm like, you don't need to fly from Qatar to come over here because like, there should be, we should be doing this more everywhere and it should be highlighted more and there should, I think there's going to be more um, women and men of color as like injectors which will be really cool to see. I just think more diverse injectors across the board in general are going to be showing up. So
0: Absolutely. And that's so refreshing to hear because that's one of the things that we noticed at AMSPA um, was that there was definitely a lack of representation, um, needed to have a lot more um, just across the board, just awareness about where all of us sit, you know, we're all it's a loose lounge is a Latino founded, and we're big, like very, very mixed group there. And so it's amazing when you see, you know, folks that are proactively working towards these efforts. We've been so excited to see what Marissa's doing with her um efforts and the things that she's setting up for her practice long term. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so nice. It's so nice that we live in the time when, you know, all of us are aware and we're, we're paying attention to these things, right?
2: AMSPA is stepping it up this year. I look at the program. I'm not going to go, but they have at least, I think four or five talks on diversity. So they, they listened. I think the, someone went up to Alex and told him, Hey, you need to do, we need some more representation here. We need to uh, kind of mix it up a little bit. And he listened and uh, I saw the, the program, there's more talks this year. So. Yeah.
0: That's so great. Love it. Um, so in, in just to wrap and to get kind of, um, summarize, you're seeing that there's definitely a lot more proactivity, um, in these areas, as far as, uh, diversity goes, how about like the, um, going back to what we were talking about, how an aesthetics provider should kind of lay out a a path for herself, um, to, or himself to make just kind of that, that conscious decision on, you know, do I want to be a solopreneur Where I want to specialize in maybe skin of color? Do I want to work in a big clinic, maybe work on all types of, you know, different, and do I want to work with men? Mostly there's a practitioners out there that do that sort of thing. Any thoughts on that? Um, I
1: think one, like what makes you excited? Like, where do you, what, yeah. What treatments do you do that you enjoy doing? Um, what population do you enjoy serving? Like, where do you get the most energy from? And like, fall into that. I I found a lot of my community, like I said, from social media, but it was, I, I put out there kind of like what I want. Well, I just talk about like what I've done. I talk about like my approach to aesthetics and what, just like my own thing. And there's going to be a bajillion different approaches to aesthetics. Like my way could be way too natural for someone or it could be too overdone for someone there's going to be a provider for each patient that, you know, matches. So I think it's important for the patients to spend the time doing the research. And I think for providers, like fall into what you like. Um, I have some of my friends that are like, they love skin. (laughs) They love doing lasers and like, they're my go-to. If I have any questions, if I have patients, I'm like, I'm going to send you to them. They know what it is. And I think that's so cool because then you can uh, really, do well in those areas. Like you can excel right now. Like I inject 99% of my day. It's not, I have skin pen, which I do like. Um, but I kind of stay in my lane. If somebody asks me something and I'm, I'm mostly doing facial aesthetics, I use some body stuff, but it's not, I don't do it as much. So my patients come to me for like facial injectables and they have, other questions about something I can't, I just like, oh, let me send you to this derm or let me, you should go consult this plastic surgeon or, hey, here's a laser that you can consider. I don't have it. I think that's like helped me. One, I enjoy doing the treatments I provide. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I don't have like a ton of lasers that are just like around. I, I've seen that in practices. I've been in in the past. Like we just have like so many lasers and then we weren't using them. And we're trying to like pump a special on them. And then every month, like we're trying to like I'm almost like, you know, not forced, but like you should really be promoting this thing so we can use this laser because we spent this much money. I don't want to do that. Like I want to do what I like. I want to do what I think I can like best serve patients. I will be real with the patients on what I can do and can't do and refer them where I think they can go best if it's something I can't do. But I just think for that provider, considering what they like, and not everybody will want to do on their own. Like, some people want to have a group space. I, my first, you know, eight and a half years working alongside other injectors was wonderful for me, because I was learning, I was growing, I was asking questions, I was able to step into their room, uh, show them my patient. So, you know, I think there's a space and a time for each person and just figuring out what's going to work for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and you're so right about the lasers and that is definitely an objective and and can cost be so costly to have those lasers sitting. So to really understand and custom tailor your blueprint on what you want your career to look like and how you want to see it tailored out so that you are doing what you love to do um, and work specifically on those things is great. I mean, we, we always encourage that specialization. We start everybody on lasers and we work our way up to those specialties, um, in our hopes that someone will always get like the full gamut of experience, but ultimately get to that point of just really knowing, you know, these are, these are the things I want to focus on. So yeah, very, very much aligned with what we're doing.
1: Yeah. And I think it's nice the way you guys do it because they can see, Oh, I do like X, Y, or Z, you know, they can figure it out and then start specializing that way.
0: Absolutely. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for spending your time with us,
1: Janelle. And um, how do we find you if we want to learn more? For sure. If you go, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, most of the social media is in my screen name is at Janelle underscore NP. So G-I-N-I-L-L-E underscore NP for nurse practitioner.
0: Okay. Well, thank you again so much. been such a delight and we look forward to seeing more of you online. You guys too. Thank you. Good luck with
1: everything. But I Bye.